0: Welcome to Extra Side of Chat, and thank you for joining me on our second episode. Y'all, I'm going to be 100% transparent with you all. I came so close to deleting that first podcast and just not doing it at all. I cannot stand the sound of my voice. I know I'm not the only one that feels that way. Like Me and my wife had this conversation recently, and she feels very strongly about her voice and i'm sure there's other people out there that feel the same way too but seriously i came so close to deleting that episode and just not doing anything at all after hearing you know the final product um but you know it just made me think about like how there's a lot of people out there that don't like to hear themselves you know i, I think uh from what i've been hearing it's just like our voice is a part of us right like it's it's part of our identity so like when we hear what we actually sound like I guess it's kind of a shock to us because, you know, we don't hear what we're hearing. And it has to do with, you know, how the audio passes through uh, internally and, and into your own, I guess, ears versus externally when we're hearing it. Like, for instance, like on this podcast and I'm hearing myself, it just doesn't sound the same. I've even heard instances of people trying to change their voice to match what they hear internally more than than what they actually sound like, which is kind of odd to me. But um, Yeah, man. I mean, that was it was that close to just deleting it. I was just done with it. I was like, I don't want to hear this. I can't stand hearing myself. But I had that other little voice inside of me saying, stop. Like you've been wanting to do this. You put some work into it. Just don't stop after the first one. So here I am again. Thanks for joining me. Sorry for that little rambling. That's not even what this episode is about. Right. But here I go. I'm I'm rambling again. My brain loves to take left turns every now and then. So I apologize for that. Our episode actually has to do with our planet's oxygen. Um, like, I may, I may be dating myself here, but when I was younger, we were always taught that our planet's oxygen came from trees. Now, a lot, I know a lot of our oxygen does come from trees, so that's not necessarily a lie. But, you know, we had little Paquito, you know, picturing all of our oxygen coming from only the trees. But, you know, it wasn't too long ago when I realized. That half of our oxygen, and probably maybe more of that, actually comes from the ocean. That's right, the ocean. Now, I know what you're thinking, right? Like, how does oxygen come from water? Well, it doesn't. And, you know, if you'd let me finish, I can explain. So, you know, stop trying to guess and just listen, please. I'm just teasing. The oxygen, of course, doesn't come from the water, but more from what's in the water. So most come from oceanic plankton, right? It's like drifting plants, algae, bacteria that can photosynthesize, and actually the smallest species of that bacteria is called Plochlorococcus, and it's the smallest photosynthetic organism on Earth. Now I know that sounds more like a Harry Potter spell to me than anything. And you know, and it may seem crazy like to think that like all these small things just floating in the water or in the water can produce like so much oxygen, but I think we tend to forget just how massive our oceans are. I mean, don't forget, around 71% of our Earth is covered by oceans. That's a lot. Now, while there is a ton of oxygen being produced by the ocean, we can't forget that marine life uses a lot of that as well. Sharon is caring, people. Don't forget, the fish need it too. Here's the crazy thing. When these plankton are not present, they can create what are called uh, dead zones in the water where marine life can't live. This uh, happens when it dies off or it's consumed on a massive level. This can be seasonal. It can also be affected by our atmosphere and also chemical and biological processes. Like, for instance, uh, when fresh water meets salt water, it can have a huge effect. Which makes sense because there is a seasonal dead zone right in the northern part of the Gulf of Mexico between Louisiana and Mississippi. Any guesses? That's right, the Mississippi River. By the way, this also gives Galveston, Texas the brown, muddy water and sand. And as a native Houstonian, this doesn't make me bitter at all. Well, that pretty much does it for this episode of Extra Chat. Remember, I wanted to keep these things short and sweet. Well, short at least. Hopefully, you learned something interesting today. As before, I'll post the sources and links to what helped me research this topic. Don't forget to connect with me through our different social media platforms. I'm on Facebook, on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, which I guess is now X, that's an whole other thing. But I'd love to hear from you guys, one way or the other. Just shoot me a message. I'd like to leave you all with a fun fact before I close out. Before I mention the plankton being consumed on massive levels, well here's this fun fact. A young whale shark Can consume up to 45 pounds of plankton per day. It's the largest of the plankton eating fish. 45 pounds! That's almost like me at the buffet.